Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Police Highway Safety Office. From the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer out today, stepping in out from the bullpen. I gave the right hand <laughs> signal to Kevin Bohannon. I'm Randy Rainwater. We are from the capital city. Good afternoon, Kevin. Good afternoon, Double R. How are we today? Man, you know. I keep waiting for it to rain. I know, me too. Like we don't need any <laughs> rain. Uh, I think we've had enough rain, but uh, I don't know. I, it, it's not like it. It's kind of a downer. I'm ready for some blue skies, sunshine, and yeah, so forth. Yeah, the, the the flowers are blooming, but they're not in full bloom yet. And I stopped by and got some for Tessa and Amber the other day. Just some vibrant, beautiful colors. And they just light up the room. And we need that kind of outside weather right yeah, now. You know, yeah. we got baseball going on, postseason baseball. Uh, the best time of the year for me in the state of Arkansas. So let's have the weather, weather to go along with it. Oh, this will be an abbreviated version of Drive Time Sports. Uh, many of you obviously are aware that uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State, that pregame will start at 530 first pitch six o'clock so kevin and i with a relatively short day today but that doesn't mean that you still can't call in and uh we are anxious to hear from you 501-661-1037 i told this to rick the other day and i'll use again the same uh, maybe it was trey biddy i'm not sure who i said it to it doesn't matter um this was in today's Arkansas Democrat Gazette sports page. I think Tom Mar- Tom Murphy did the actual article. <laughs> yeah. And until you see it on paper, Kevin, really, I don't think we understand the scope of the number of injuries. And, oh, by the way, let me do this while I am thinking about it. Uh, I got this from Dylan Carter. And uh, we had uh, mentioned on the air yesterday uh, that his surgery was this morning and Dylan says uh, let your listeners know the surgery was very successful I am at my parents home in Bentonville recovering and feeling fine obviously they must still have the pain injection (laughs) in place because uh, he's doing okay he's doing okay Uh, and he wanted to especially thank those for their prayers so uh, that much we know right now the surgery was successful he is at home in Bentonville and he's recovering and now Kevin the process begins but what I was saying just a <laughs> saying just a second ago until you see this on paper you don't realize the magnitude I know sometimes the critics will say well you can't use injuries yeah, you can. As an excuse. Yes, you can. Um, Especially when it's your top two hitters and outfielders that are in the lineup. The coaching job that Dave Van Horn has done, and the, it just goes to the recruiting and the depth that they've established over the last couple of years. Uh, bringing the portal, JUCO ranks, freshmen coming in. They have to do that now because you've seen the list of pitchers around the SEC that have gone down this year. Grayson Hitt from Alabama. I talked to him yesterday. He had Tommy John surgery in Texas, and he's doing better. So uh, there's 
pitchers especially around the league go out every year so you got to have guys ready to step up and you know i saw the list as well and i'm just like what a what a job this team has done coming together and filling in for their fallen brethren starting pitcher jackson wiggins uh missed the entire season after tommy john surgery nick griffin who someone asked about yeah yesterday thank dave uh, redshirting after unsteady 2022 elbow surgery. Cody Frank out for the season since March the 5th. A lat surgery. Right-handed pitcher Dylan Carter, who we just talked about, out since April the 27th with a season-ending UCL injury. Brady Tiger out eight weeks with a strained elbow ligament. Jared Wagner out since April the 14th. 11 games, thumb fracture. Tavian Josenberger, out since April the 22nd, five games, hamstring strain, will not play this weekend. Found out yesterday that second baseman Peyton Stovall, he has been ruled out for this weekend. He has played through a shoulder injury uh, that has been the last six to eight weeks, which is amazing. And then catcher Parker Rowland, uh, Arkansas went eight. Uh, I make that zero and four when he rested a back injury, and then let's kind of make a little journey down the football road. Defensive tackle Torian Carter missed the season after ACL surgery. Jalen Catalan missed twelve games, shoulder surgery. Ladarius Dayday Bishop missed the last ten games after knee surgery. Quarterback K.J. Jefferson missed two full games and was hurting in at least two others. Dominic Johnson, another knee surgery, missed nine games. Miles Slusher missed five games with a concussion slash hamstring. Then Bumper Poole, he battled hip problems all season, missed the last two games. And then basketball. Oh, basketball. Did they have any injuries? Oh, just a couple. Tevin Brazil, Trevin Brazil, missed the last 27 games after ACL surgery. Nick Smith missed 19 games in two segments with knee issues. Kevin, I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, and Coach Van Horn spoke to it yesterday, I believe, in his press conference, and you mentioned it uh, yesterday afternoon on the show that sometimes you just snake bit and. It seems like the University of Arkansas athletic program is snake bit right now. You're starting to see more and more pitchers across uh, the nation, whether it be MLB, and those Tommy John injuries are starting to trickle down to the collegiate levels and even the high school levels. He mentioned Hagen Smith, his junior year of high school, had it done then. Paxton Wallace had it done when he was in, I think, a freshman or sophomore in high school. So, and people ask, well, is it something that Matt Hobbs is doing? That's the question that everybody wants to ask. No, it's not Coach Matt Hobbs' problem. It's it's not, it's not his fault, guys. So uh, it's just the stress that a lot of these guys are putting on their arm. Dylan Carter is a, an example of a kid that was not a pitcher for very long, but when he started to add that velocity to it, and started, it's it's the workload in a short period of time. He threw a lot last summer, then the fall, and then you get into spring. Coach Van Horn wants a later start date so he can get those guys ramped up a little bit easier and not put as much stress on their arm. Stretch out the pitch count, and that's what happened with Jackson Wiggins this, you know, coming back for in January. He didn't have enough time to ramp up and he, you know, pushed it a little too hard. And Kevin, this was the debate sorta and that was pitch count. Right. And I think it goes back now, Dylan Carter may be the exception. As you mentioned, he started catching, right. I think, when he was five years old, according That's to right. Randad. Yep. He may have been catching in the crib, for all I know. But um, he may be the one exception. But I'm not sure, when you were growing up, when you were going through the ranks, and you were a pitcher first baseman, mm-hmm. um, at what age did they allow you to start throwing curveballs? My dad never let me start throwing an actual curveball till I got to high school. Okay. I, th- I threw a little spinner, which acted like a slider, but it, I, d- I never rotated the elbow to, 
throw an actual curveball or slider. It was about manipulating spin at that point. So I, I knew how to throw a two seam, four, uh, four seam, and make it sink and dance. That, that's all you had to do back then. And I never started throwing an actual curveball. And even when I got into college, I never did it. I just threw a slider. But being a quarterback, I had an actual a natural pronation with my arm. That's how you throw Ooh. a football. So throwing a changeup was like second nature for me. So I developed the changeup more than anything. So it was just about it was the Greg Maddox you know school of thought at that point. Keep them off balance with you know changing speeds on them and making it spin different. Okay, I think it was fifteen when I was allowed. Yeah, we were allowed to start throwing curveballs mm-hmm. and. There was no such thing back then. I, I don't. I don't think there. And there probably was. That was. You know. That was left up to the managers. Right. And that was innings pitched, and and then how many days you might have to set between. If you threw three innings, then you had to set two days. Or if you threw six innings, you had to set out four days. Whatever it was. But I remember how I got around, and some of my friends got around. Uh, been able to throw what would be the equivalent. They call it a sinker now. We call it a drop ball. Yeah. And a curve was a curve. I guess that terminology hadn't changed. But all we did was just tuck in that that forefinger. Yeah, you spike it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to do. And, and when you flip it like that, it creates a yeah. natural tumble on and, it. And yeah. so I could either throw, quote, the drop ball, or depending if I just wanted to snap my wrist, it became a breaking ball. That's right. And there was no strain. To my elbow, yeah. whatsoever. And we as kids were always tinkering with the knuckleball. <laughs> I mean, that, I threw that as well. That was like a backyard thing, but it, yeah. it, I mean, if you ever got a chance to throw it in a game, you threw it in a game <laughs> if you could get by with it, if, if your manager didn't catch you doing it. But the point I'm trying to make is these kids now, we're seeing them at eight and nine years old out there throwing curveballs. That's right. Actual curveballs. Yeah. Even when I coached a 13, 14-year-old team, we didn't throw a lot of breaking stuff. And if we did, it certain counts. But those, I had kids that were a little bit older, so they were 14, 15, when, even when we were coaching 13 and 14U. But it was a lot of change-up and, and off-speed. Yeah. My, my left-handed pitchers, the first thing they learned was a change-up. I think that any left-handed pitcher out there, if you're learning how to pitch right now, learn the change-up because you will get so many outs with that pitch. Now, we were taught to put the changeup in the palm of your hand. Yeah, it slows it down. And we actually called it a palm ball yep. more than we called it a change of pace. Yeah. But it served the same thing. That's exactly right. You could exactly use right. the same arm speed. You never changed the rate, or not rate, but how fast your arm was traveling. Because a lot of guys, when they want to throw a changeup, they want to drastically slow their arm down. Yeah, because, and you see it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, might as well have a light on top of his head. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. But uh, anyway, I, I, I'm sure there are a bunch, a bunch of answers uh, that we're searching for. And as you mentioned, it's not just at the high school level anymore. Well, I shouldn't say not just at the pro level. It's now at the high school level. It's now, in fact, there was a little bit of a trend, Kevin. You probably can talk about this much better than I can. But there was a trend about three or four years ago that some were getting the surgery whether they needed it or not. Yeah. Because the point was they'd go ahead and give up that year, and they'd actually gain some velocity because of it, and it would actually help with their fastball. That's right. And so the reason that was happening was because the UCL has wear and tear over time, and you don't really recognize it until it's too late. Too late. Too late. So... Uh, it's just like with any other ligament, it has fibers in it. So as those fibers peel off, uh, at some point you can snap it in two. It's just like a rope. Think of it like that. So when that rope finally breaks, it's done. So people were going in and getting it done preemptively, so to speak. Right, right. And it, it would help them in the long run. Now, does that mean they'll never have it again? No, because people have it two and sometimes three times. And a lot of that goes to mechanics and how they're actually you know, throwing the baseball. So... Uh, Will they ever figure it out? Maybe, but we won't be here to, you know, cover it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, yeah. At this point, I'm just happy that I escaped all of that. And uh, But then I had other injuries that uh, <laughs> took the place of a yeah, UCL yeah. or a Tommy John surgery. 
Let's talk to Lee. Lee, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, Lee. Well, is Rick on today? Rick is not on today. He is celebrating his brother's birthday. Oh, well, good for him. I just wanted to complain to him about our Cardinals. But, you know, I guess guess y'all can be, you and Kevin can be my safe space. So do do I need to start playing some kind of relaxing music in the background? You know, I, I don't even, two nights ago when Trout hit the home run in the ninth, I was sad, and then yesterday I was bad. I went from sad to mad very quick after watching Clarity uh, <laughs> give up what he did two straight sweeps, especially their home series back after Mr. Mike Shane. And I was listening to the game on KMOX that uh, Mike Renner, who does who broadcasted with Mike Shannon for years on KMOX, you could tell he was ready to jump through the booth yesterday, and you could hear the booze at Bush Stadium. I've been a Cardinals fan since I was a kid in the nineties. I've never heard booze at Bush Stadium. Not at players, maybe a few players, but you could hear it through the radio. And it, it, and then looking on Cardinals Twitter afterwards, it looked like World War Three was going on. And then, of course, Savage had to call in and say, oh, I'm freezing. <laughs> so, but anyways, Kevin, uh, going on the UCL uh, my senior year in 2010 at Benton, I tore mine, but it was where I didn't tear enough of it, where I didn't have to have the surgery. Right, yeah. I, I was a left-handed pitcher, and I had, you know, lefties have a different kind of arm slot coming through. But like what Randy was saying, I umpired through high school at Benton and then through college balls when I played in the summer to make some money. Mm-hmm. And I umpired these U-trip terms. That's when U-trip was really getting big. And I'd do nine-year-olds through 12, 13, and, you know, boys, their body is, is changing at that time, mm-hmm. their muscles, ligaments. And I would have coaches just constantly, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-olds just constantly calling curveballs. Curveballs, curveballs. I mean, you think going into that while their body is changing their muscles, that is a, like, when I was that age, we didn't do that. I threw a pitch where it was more like a cutter, where I just threw it like a fastball. That's right. Until yeah. I got high school ball once my body was developed and I don't think a lot of people realize that when you're making that twisted motion with your wrist and your arm like that's a huge that's a little bitty ligament that's in there and luckily I didn't have to have the surgery I didn't get to pitch my senior year I just did rehab and I was able to pitch in junior college and come back uh, and it's a it's a rigorous rehab once you have Tommy John uh, you know kids Dads are listening now, coaches. You know, just be. I'm not saying don't teach your kids to throw a spot or a curveball. You just really, especially in these tournaments when they're playing every weekend and then league ball, and they're constantly doing that. It's a strain uh, when they're. And I mean, these kids, they were nine, ten. That they would throw that more than they did the fastball. You know, I, I'd be a home plate umpire, and you know, and, and they were snapping the wrist. It's not like a pitch where they're not. Um, and then once I got to high, I threw my slider hard. I, did, I didn't take any. I didn't do like a Cliff Lee curveball where it just kind of floats over. I threw it hard, and I think that's what kind of did me in for my UCL because that was kind of my go-to pitch. And I threw my fastball hard, but I had a, like a 45-degree angle, so I was really putting stress on that arm. And that's why you see softball pitchers pitching 120 pitches a game, three games a weekend. Yeah, it's more natural. Going un- it's a more natural, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I just thought that was interesting. Just wanted to put that input. You know, if any fathers or kids are listening, you know, going home from school, you know, just be careful with that, especially that snap. You're snapping it real hard. I mean, you just think of that and what stress that puts. But, yeah, uh, Cardinals, they got Nick Kim Preachers, Detroit Tigers coming in tonight. I don't know what's going on with the front office. Uh, ever since they sent Jordan Walker down, they've won one game. So I don't, I don't understand. Memphis, if you can get to the Redbird game, go see these guys while you can cheat. I mean, Memphis is like 22 and 6 or something, and they're just leaving those guys down there. Jordan Walker is a grown man and will play this game for a long time. I love watching him And I him hope hit. he plays with the Cardinals. I'm afraid that they're going to do something where they trade. I, I hope not, but 
They called up Juan Yepes to play tonight. I don't think he's in the starting rotation, but I'm excited to see him hopefully get in at bat. But the pitching man, first of this year, all the DeWitt from Mosaic said was, we got enough pitching. Well, they'll look at the team ERA and tell me that again. So, <laughs> anyways, guys, I'll get off of here. It's good to see you. Y'all have a good weekend. Thanks, Lee. You too, Lee. Uh, by the way, uh, happy for Barry Dunning Jr. Yes. He Going has home. signed with UA Birmingham. So good for him. And uh, so he has found a home, and hopefully he will find a lot of playing time. I'm going to warn him in advance, and that is that we have a break coming up in just a moment. But support Marcus. Welcome back. I think we should build a statue of Marcus outside the Buzz building. I've been asking for it for a while, but I will not get that. But I, if I have to get on a break, I'll listen. I was gonna. I was listening earlier. I remember Kurt Schilling years ago in the Little League World Series when he was in the broadcast. Actually, was very animated about too many young kids were throwing forkballs and throwing splitters yeah. and doing the sharp curves and was like, just throw a fastball. Yeah, spread and, your fingers you know, out. Remember, Manipulate it. I remember, Ricky, you were saying, you know, like, we see the innings decreasing. But, you know, I think the last call was right. We're having too many kids that are trying to be, you know, throwing some crazy. Like, the, if we look at the red rates, I wonder what the spin rates over the last 20 years, even in hmm. the prototypes, increased. And so we're seeing more and more arm injuries because these kids are probably just not, like, they're tearing the tendon so quickly because they're throwing things that their arms are not ready for. That's exactly right. And they're stronger and they're faster now. You know, how many, when we were like, I'm 39 years old, how many kids were going and playing travel ball every weekend and going to professional pitching coaches and, you know, and all this other thing at 12, 13 years old? So I wonder if that's why we're seeing a big increase of injury. That's a good place to start. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, so. support, Marcus. Coming up next, Kevin... Hoop Scoop McPherson. Razorback News with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Hey race fans, Nancy Holt is here letting you in on a hot tip. It's the best bet in all of racing. OaklawnAnywhere.com and Bet.Oaklawn.com Don't miss the final week of the live racing season at Oaklawn Park. Racing resumes Thursday with stakes action every day and a first post of 1230. Pink out on Friday as we proudly support Breast Cancer awareness and breast cancer survivors and cheer on fantasy winner wet paint in the kentucky oaks closing day saturday may 6th and of course the run for the roses come root for all the oakland contenders including arkansas derby winner angel of empire in the kentucky derby you can watch and wager on any track from any smartphone tablet or personal computer with oakland anywhere Download the app in the Apple App Store. New members can earn up to a $150 sign-up bonus by using promo code BUZZ23. I'll see you in the winner's circle. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. Roger Scott for Gravely Moors. Working hard once again, making sure my lawn is lush, weed-free, and beautiful. By working hard, I mean, of course, I'm watching Bradley Owens mow it for me. Bradley, tell the good folks hello. Well, hello. That's Are enough it? right there, my good man. Pay attention, you missed a spot. What he didn't tell you is that you can take your very own Gravely Moor home today at 0% interest over 48 months. That's right, 0% interest.
interest on both residential and commercial mowers. Now, Bradley, tell them where you can go get your very own Gravely mower. Well, you can... I'll finish it for you at Chapel Hardware in Pine Bluff or Hoco Turf in Rowland. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Tacos for Life has got food you're really going to enjoy. They've got a wide variety on the menu. You're going to love all the tacos they've got. You're going to love uh, any of their, their other menu items. I love the chips. Their salsa is just perfect for me. My wife says the queso is the best ever. And you know what? Every time you buy a meal at Tacos for Life, you are providing a meal for someone who otherwise is food insufficient. They've done it. Over 28 million meals have been given all over the world by Tacos for Life because of great customers like you, people that are eating the Tacos for Life. Now, one thing you need to know also, let's say you're having a big party, Tacos for Life caters. You need to talk to them. They'll put together a great package for you, and you'll love them. So whether you eat it there or eat it at home, you're going to love Tacos for Life. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer out. Should return back on Monday. Thanks to Kevin Bohannon. I'm Randy Rainwater. Only in Arkansas will you find this kind of opportunity. And that is in this economy. First Security is lending more than just a hand. First Security is is still busy helping our customers by providing the loans they need. Whether it's for your home, your business, or your family, at First Security, they have the type of loan that's right for you. Whether it be a personal loan, maybe you need a new car, boat, RV, motorcycle, ATV, home loans, and refinancing. Home equity loans. We talk a lot about the the um, home equity loan that you can take out with First Security. The home equity line of credit or commercial loans. When you need a loan, you'll find one here. Call or stop by any First Security location today for better loans backed by better personal service. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Without waiting any longer, waiting on Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson. Kevin, I am waiting. We have a all 13 listeners out there are waiting. <laughs> they are with waiting. With bated breath. With bated breath, waiting for you to make all of your announcements. So the floor is yours, Kevin. <laughs> well, you know, it's been quiet. Since April 17th, in terms of additions, you know, Arkansas had five commitments out of the portal, uh, backcourt players, uh, in a two-week span, April 3rd through the 17th. Now, there's been a lot going on, just not commitments. Since that fifth and final, or last commitment, it won't be the final, L. Ellis on the 17th, after that, Arkansas had two players go in the portal, which freed up two more scholarships. And so we don't count Jordan Walsh and, and Debo Davis as part of the scholarship number because they're in the NBA draft pool. And, and if and when they decide to come back, then you, you, you know, you've got two openings. And perhaps uh, you know, that currently you have two openings um, that could obviously be used for not only players that might be returning, um, but also additional players out of the portal and or someone working uh, that's been recently has decommitted and is, would not be a portal player, uh, but it's a, the number one player in the, in the high school ranks, Ron Holland, who decommitted from Texas, and, but did sign an up national over intent uh, back in early November, so there's a process there. 
Um, you know, so uh, there's there's different ways Arkansas can go about finishing. Now, I do think Arkansas is going to end up uh, with at least two more additions to fill those two spots. That could be some combination of returning player, portal, perhaps a Ron Holland, um, and as many as three. You know, um, and, um, so there's different combinations to get there. With two openings, if it is as many as three, that means someone either currently committed out of the portal or of the four that are on the roster as retention players, players coming back, someone would have to go. Um, but as far as anything, you know, laying out the cards and breaking anything, I've been saying for a while that it would be quiet, and it has been, and that's going to be the case again, it looks like, unless something changes and something can be pushed up and, and happen quicker right now, what I'm told is we there, there's nothing in the near future Put it that way. Um, and what else is interesting, guys? And you know, I'm sure you, we can talk about a lot of things. But aside from that, you've got five players. It's unprecedented from the Razorbacks team last year that are in the NBA draft. And next week starts the NBA draft combine. I talked about this last night on my uh, YouTube live that I did with Hogville Ned. But Arkansas's four four of those five players have been invited to the combine. They will have varying levels of participation because there's competition, there's measuring, uh, uh, agility testing, uh, interviews, and so there'll be some varying levels of participation. But Nick Smith Jr., Anthony Black, Ricky Council IV, and Jordan Walsh will be participants. It's usually 60 to 70 as players invited. You know, your NBA draft is two rounds, up to 60 players this year. It's only 58 picks because of... Uh, some teams that got into trouble, naughty time, double secret probation, so only 58 picks. But it gives you an idea how well thought of those Arkansas players are that four. This is all unprecedented. Arkansas's got a chance to have the first time ever two play, you know, multiple players taken in the draft lottery. There's a lot of stuff, but that combine starts next week. Arkansas, by the way, did not have a player invited to the G League combine. That will start a little earlier next week, and then it bleeds into the main combine with some of the players in the G League Combine who perform well being invited to the bigger NBA draft combine. If that's not confusing, uh, we'll, you know, we'll be talking more about that next week. All right, Kevin, uh, this much we do know. Hunter Dickinson, which I'm not sure was ever serious about Arkansas. A lot of, a lot of folks in Arkansas was very serious about Hunter Dickinson, but uh, he's made a decision. He's now... Going to Kansas, which creates a ripple effect in the in the uh, Kentucky situation in particular because of Oscar Sheboy, and he has his name in the NBA draft and has until the 31st, but I'm sure that John Calipari will put together another couple of million dollar NIL deal to keep him around for at least one more year, um, but a name that has uh, gathered some strength. And that is Grant Nelson, North Dakota State. So what do you know about uh, where that stands with Arkansas and Grant Nelson? Well, a couple of things there. Going back to Dickinson, this is something else I talked about yesterday in this podcast, in this YouTube Live. It was serious for a moment. He had actually scheduled a, a visit to Arkansas, and then that, that didn't have, that didn't you know, that didn't materialize, and I actually, on hogville.net, on the on the website, I didn't tweet about it, but I did say something that turned in a way that was not favorable for Arkansas. I never weighed in on the game because it never changed. He never did visit Arkansas. So take it for what it's worth, either. There was some serious interest there. I think there was because they Zoomed with him. Uh, they were pursuing that, and, and if you get to a point where you schedule a visit and the staff think that a visit's going to happen, uh, maybe it was a little more serious, um, you know, at least momentarily, and it turned out to be, and certainly Arkansas was not in the mix in the last several weeks, last couple of weeks. Okay, having said that, Grant Nelson, you're right. Uh, he's in the draft pool, or excuse me, the portal, not the draft, he's in both. But how, how it relates to Arkansas fans, the interest obviously is going to be the, the portal part of that equation. His name started circulating before he even got in there with Arkansas being a favorite. I can tell you now that Arkansas should be among the favorites. But this is another situation where someone's 
you know, in the draft pool. And the deadline of the withdrawal and maintain college eligibility is May 31st at 11.59 p.m. So, you know, guys like him, Devo Davis, Jordan Walsh, they have time to make final decisions on whether they're going to return to the college game or stay in. Uh, and it makes things a little tricky because the, the one-time transfer rule, the deadline to get into the portal to take advantage of that for players is May 11th. And so you get, you know, all kinds of things going on this month that, you know, and then you've got, our, you know, Arkansas and most schools will be moving their new players in Memorial Day weekend. That's how it happens every year. They move on to campus, the new roster the next year, because summer school, the first session starts a few days after that. And, and players these days, they get, they enroll, they start becoming students, whether they're transferring in or right out of high school, uh, they, they get in those sessions while, so they can build toward their credit requirements while they're also going through, you know, um, the, the allowed NCAA practice time. So all these things are going to really kind of start falling into place, guys, in the next few weeks. But Grant Nelson, I love it. Love the player. 6'11", 4", very versatile, a good ball handler at his size. And we're not talking about just beating guys off the dribble. He, he can dribble drive into a shot like a wing, but then he can dribble down low enough and get to a mid-post or low-post spot, turn, and now he's an effective low-post player. He can, And I talked about this also very recently, but he can drop step baseline and finish. He can get turn to the middle and get to finishing spots. He's very active. Um, and, you know, you look at the rebounding numbers for a guy that's got skills at that size, I mean, he's still a wide body, and you know he's a big guy. He's a space hitter in some regards, but over nine rebounds and nearly two blocks a game uh, at North Dakota State last year. First team All Summit League. Again, he's in the NBA draft pool for that, and, and you know the fact that he's in the portal. Uh, you know, it may be a situation where uh, he may be leaning now towards a return based on some of the feedback he's gotten because he's gotten into it kind of late. Uh, not you know, not too late, obviously, but he's beat that deadline. But at the same time, it, it may be more likely that he ends up playing college basketball some year next year somewhere rather than staying in the draft. But we'll see. I mean, things can change. Opportunities change. Teams will invite these players for workouts, whether they're at the combine or not. And so you just never know what might change uh, and, and change the thinking. But I think right now, I would say that Grant Nelson's likely to play college ball somewhere next year, and I think Arkansas's in great shape. All right. Uh, time frames. A lot of, I mean, I think a lot of folks, uh, you could help with this line of frustration that folks are feeling just if there can be what could be reasonable time frames. So saying that, uh, if you can... Kevin, put into the time frame as an example uh, with Ron Holland. What kind of time frame are you seeing things to play themselves out uh, with Ron Holland? Well, now here's that's the most interesting part of it, Randy. He's a guy that now, I mean, the spring signing period means nothing. He was already signed to him, and deadlines mean nothing there because he's already signed with the school. So it's going to be dependent upon when they want to announce, he announced he's decommitted. When does it become public that his release has been formally granted? There would be a process for schools to wait, you know, based on that, other than what happens behind the scenes. We know stuff often happens that are not exactly in line with maybe what the regulations are. I'm not going to point any schools there. I'm just saying it happens. Uh, so you got, and then he's, he's on his own clock. He, uh, is, at some point, it'll be a financial aid agreement, just like similar to what the transfers would do if he chooses a college destination. And then, then that's binding to the school, but not to the player. And so if he can show up and come in whenever he wants. He's probably, if he's going to stay in college, want to get on campus with everybody else at move-in time. All right, hold on, hold on, Kevin. we got to hit a break. Drive Time Sports will continue. True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Hog Update every day on Out of Bounds. True Service is honored to support local businesses with small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. Luxury Pool and Spa has a new location on Stanford Road in Conway in addition to their Russellville location. Get up to $75 cash back when you bundle Pool Life Pool Chemicals and they also have plenty of pool toys. LuxuryPoolArkansas.com. Live the life of luxury with Luxury Pool and Spa. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan. 
townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff or Sam Eklund in Star City today. Take your yard up to the next level with a Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour Caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. Graduation season is upon us and Edwards Food Giant has got you covered with their new Edwards Caters program. Planning a graduation party? Make it a breeze with delicious party trays from their deli. With options including crispy chicken tenders, fresh baked cookies, vegetable and relish trays, and delectable deli meats and cheeses. Just click on edwardsfoodgiant.com, then hit the catering tab to place your order. Your trays will then be ready for pickup at your preferred Edwards Food Giant location. Let Edwards Food Giant take care of all your party needs at edwardsfoodgiant.com. Stop by Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy and check out Arkansas's very own Spartan Zero-Turn Mowers manufactured in Batesville. And if you're a fan of quality, look no further. Hennard's carries still handheld equipment. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live, 501-268-1987. It's the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show, Saturday, May 6th at the Conway Expo Hall. Best of Show wins a $1,000 Visa gift card. Check-in starts at 7 a.m. and is presented by Ducks Garage and Mid-State Transmission and auto repair, both in Benton. Register online at kkpt.com. For more than a century, our Kansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. got drive time sports locked in on the buzz radio network here is randy rainwater drive time sports you're on the buzz radio network kevin bohannon i'm randy rainwater in a moment we'll be rejoined by kevin mcpherson been on his hoop scoop courtesy of hogville.net Double B's is a great place to work. And I found my new destination. It's about a block from my home. I didn't realize it was right there underneath my I nose. that's why you moved there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's walking distance. There are 32 different locations of Double B's around our great state. And uh, there's probably one right around the corner from you. Maybe you'll discover it just like I did. But uh, if you are looking for a gift, and this is the time, folks, not only Mother's Day coming up, but then you got graduation, birthdays, whatever it may be, what's a better gift that you can give someone? That is a Exxon or Philip Phillips 66 gift card. Man, that is the perfect gift. Give me a gift card. I'll be happy. It's not my birthday. I'm not graduating, but I'll be happy to take it. Um, and then you have the rewards card. And I heard today the lady behind the counter who is so, I mean, great personality. She asked the previous lady, then she asked me, do you have a rewards card? And I started grinning because I thought, oh, I'm going to be able to save some money. (laughs) Because there's always the Double B's monthly specials. Then combine that with your rewards card. It don't get no better than that, folks. And you also need to take advantage of some of those great specials 
I'm hooked right now on the little Debbie's mini donuts. Buy one, get one free. Two for two dollars. Then there is the 12 ounce Gatorade Fast Twitch. Now, Kevin has been known to buy cases of this for uh, his travel teams. And this keeps those guys going between the 12-ounce Gatorade Fast Twitch and the 28-ounce Gatorade G-Fit. It don't get her no better than that. Uh, $225 is the uh, price, the monthly special on the 28-ounce Gatorade and G-Fit rather than $299 and the 12-ounce Gatorade Fast Twitch rather than $279, $225. And those nickels, dimes, and quarters all add up. It's Double B's. Where you gas it, grab it, and go, it's Double B's. All right, bringing back Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. All right, Kevin, you were talking right before the break about the time frame, and it sounds like Ron Holland, it could be the 1st of September, or it could be the 1st of June. <laughs> or it could be sooner than that, but he, he's, you know, I don't think he's going to drag it out quite the 1st of September, but he's he's driving that bus. He's the number one player in the class of 2023, um, you know, um, and he's, you know, he's at a position now where he's looking at G League Ignite, he's going to look at Arkansas and maybe some other options, but he's, you know, in other words, everybody's going to make sure they've got a spot for him, even if he wanted to take it out longer than the, the staffs would like, because they, like I said, at the end of the month at Arkansas, many other places, uh, players will be moving on to campus, and you're trying to, you're hoping by then your roster is complete, for 23-24. So he's a little bit different. You know, you could pay attention to several things. That May 31st deadline for the draft pool. I'm going to I think that for guys that want to come back to college, they're not all going to wait till that last minute. Uh many of them will know by then uh what the, what really they want to do and if they, you know, so I, I I think you know, it's it's unlikely that Arkansas is going to have to uh you know, wait quite. You know, wait that long for guys that are in the pool that want to come back. I've been saying for a while, and, and I've said it now for over a week. I think Devo Davis, where before I thought it was more likely that he would stay in, uh, I think maybe it's more likely now that he's going to return to Arkansas. We'll see what happens. He's, you know, we'll see what what he feels in terms of interest for some levels of pro basketball while he's still in. Uh, Jordan Walsh, I lean toward Arkansas. Uh, him staying in the draft pool, uh, he'll be at the combine. But you know, his evaluations, things could change his thinking. I've got a source who thinks it's honestly a good source. He thinks it's fifty-fifty with Jordan. I think it's stronger, a uh, higher percentage than fifty-fifty, and I think it favors him staying in the draft. And folks I've talked to, connected with the NBA and the evaluation processes, believe that as well from what they're hearing. But again, changes mind if the feedback's not right, and he. Feels like he needs to come back. I think Arkansas obviously welcomes both back with open arms if there are opportunities there to get them back. Uh, and again, some of these other players, Arkansas then wouldn't turn their back on guys like Ron Holland uh, and or Grant Nelson. And so then you do have a numbers problem. Anything more than two things working out here, whether it's player coming back, player from portal, any combination of two, Arkansas is okay because I have two openings right now. Anything more than that, and I've said a minute ago before we went to break, I think Arkansas, if it's not two, it may be three players they end up, uh, you know, some announcement coming that they, they're getting, either getting back or a new player. If Once it goes beyond two, then there's a numbers issue, which would mean one of the four players who was on last year's team and still in the fold to return, or someone who's committed from the portal deciding, well, maybe not, I'm going to move on. Uh, so there's multiple ways that could work out with the numbers. As far as time frame, guys, it's just really, I kind of went gone through it with all the deadlines. I mean, we are in the month of May. I think most, if not all of this, will be resolved this month. So it's not a lot of time left. When you think about the portal really getting going in early and mid-March, uh, there's a lot of time between there and this time, I mean, a couple of months. And Arkansas made, a, made quick work of those five guard commitments in two weeks. But other than that, uh, you know, you're kind of waiting, but now there's not going to really be a whole lot more time to wait, I don't think. And again, I mentioned Ron Holland. Maybe he could stretch it out longer because everyone's going to hold a spot. But, you know, he, my guess is he won't do that, but who knows? He might. 
Kevin, what do you think the cutoff is for positioning in the draft for somebody like a Jordan Walsh, a Devo Davis, to say, okay, is it first round or bust or early second round? Because I know somebody, Daniel Gafford, went early second round, got a guaranteed contract, which you're starting to see more and more of those uh, coming out of the NBA draft. What do you think the cutoff is for Jordan Walsh to say, okay, well, I'm going to come back versus uh, going late, mid to late second round? I mean, uh, you know, I, because here's th- there's a truth to this. The first round is not necessarily as attractive when you start talking late first round. Right. Or ability to negotiate a guaranteed contract, which most of the second rounders get now, because you actually can get more flexibility that doing, you know, if you, an early to mid second rounder sometimes than these late first rounders. The money's not a lot different. Sometimes they can match it. The team has more control on those locked in first round picks. So they they guarantee the first two years, which is great, but the team has options the third and fourth year. Whereas sometimes you can negotiate a little different and position yourself if you bet on yourself and prove yourself to get to a second contract even sooner. It, it's weird how it works out. And you have all kinds of stuff going on in the second round. So I don't know that there's a cutoff. It's really not about a number somewhere in the second. Or it's not as much about that as what teams really want you, what's going on behind the scenes, right? and what guarantees are being made, and what are they telling you. That matters a lot. I mean, go back to Isaiah Joe, 49th pick, but he negotiated a two-year guarantee uh, for a team that at the time wanted him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was it didn't matter where it was. It worked out you know, the way that he wanted it to. And so, you know, last year, Jalen Williams, you brought that up. He had a guarantee before he started training Yeah, uh, and made any official announcements. He'd already had a guarantee. There was already one team that really liked him that had a bunch of picks, and that's the team that got him. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, uh, the other – so it, it's just kind of more about that than it is any magic number that you're pointing to. Well, if I'm not first round, then I need to go in this group. Nah, not necessarily – in fact, I can point to this. I mentioned Isaiah Joe going at 49. There were players that went ahead of him, technically, that weren't didn't get as good of deals as him. And there are teams that don't have, it depends on the organization, there are teams that don't have plans to really grow their roster with their pick. And they may use it to get a guy they're going to put on a two-way. And they may say, look, I, we wouldn't draft you otherwise. We're going to go ahead and take you. We like you. We're going to bet on you and give you a two-way deal, which that's not, you know, that's nothing like any kind of real NBA contract guarantee. Those guys have to make minimum, you know, make that G League minimum, and then they, they're extra compensated based on how many days and games they actually spend playing up. So all kinds of things happen in the draft. It, it's not as simple as a, you know, if you're not a first-rounder, everything else stinks. Not necessarily, and sometimes those second-round picks are even better. Kevin, have a great weekend. We'll talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson, been on his hoop scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Up next, Trey Biddy of hogsports.com. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer cancer hotline now to see